Hi, everybody. This is Maha Abulanein. Welcome back to another episode of Savvy Talk. Today, you get to hear the keynote that I gave at the Rise Up Summit in Egypt. Rise Up Summit is one of the biggest regional tech events that takes place in Egypt and in the Middle East, actually. And this year was extraordinary, super special, taking place at the Pyramids of Egypt for the first time ever. I got to interview my mentor and former boss, Nagib Sawiris, got to meet some really great people, including Nadine Abdelghaffar from Art Egypt and my really good friend and actress, Amir Adib. I really want you to hear the talk that I gave that talked about storytelling and cultural relevance and how you can build your brand if you know how to insert yourself into the conversation at the right moment. So hope you enjoy this talk as much as I enjoyed giving it. Ah, oh, the pyramids. You cannot get any better than that. Thanks for always for listening in. And you can connect with me on Instagram at Mahageber. Share your thoughts with me on this talk and how your brand is building storytelling into everything you do. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you so much. So today we're going to be talking about storytelling, but we're going to talk about relevance and culture. So I come from a career in storytelling. I started with Oroscom Telecom. I was employee number five with Nagib. Then I said, Nagib, I want to leave and work in communications. That's what I did in the US. I want to go back and do PR. That's where my heart lives. And let's build Weber Shandwick. I had no idea how to run a business, no idea how to manage people or a company. I just knew what I wanted to do every day was control my schedule and do communications. So I built my own company called Organizational Consultants. I then left my company and I became the head of communications and public policy at Google based in the Middle East. So we launched Google Maps and YouTube and spent a really good time at YouTube and Google. Then I went back to my company. And then I started consulting for a lot of different tech companies. Worked with a lot of companies in Dubai, like X Dubai and Fit Republic. Served uh, Netflix for five years as a communications advisor for them. And today I work for Gary V. Has anybody heard of Gary V? Yeah. Big shout out to Gary V. And I work for Gary, among other people, including a couple companies in Dubai. So before I start, I want you guys to know I love my mission is to help people communicate better. And so I have a podcast. It's free. I give tons and tons of advice. And since I came to Egypt on Wednesday, I have been interviewing as many Egyptians as possible that you have heard of. So this Egyptian series is going to be launching in December. But please take a look at it, download it. I give lots of free information. But I really want to hear from you. So I put my handle up here. Tell me what you guys want to learn about so I can add more value to you. And that's what I'm here to do today. I'm here to create value. One of the things that a lot of people say is like, how do I create value for other people? It's not what I think value is, it's what you think value is. So I have to find out what is the value equation, what is important to you, and then I have to lean into delivering that. So how do I get to work with Nagib and Gary Vee and all these really important people is I think about how am I gonna add value to them? So I think about their business, I think about their brand, and I think about how to create value for them so that they only can get that from me. What unique experience do I have that creates value for them? And what it comes down to is communications. Everybody has the power to communicate. All of you here have the power to communicate. 
And by the way, there's many things that are happening in the world. If you follow me, you know I'm really big into NFTs and cryptocurrencies and the metaverse. And a lot of things are changing because technology is changing. But you know the one thing that's not going to change? Communications. We will always need to communicate with your family members, with your colleagues, with your people that you work with. You need to communicate for business. Even storytelling through the metaverse is a form of communications. So if you guys walk away with only one thing today, I want you to invest in being a better communicator. And it takes time to invest in it. So we live in real time, right? So we need to communicate in real time. It used to be that you would have an issue happen, for you have time to think about the story and the narrative and what you're gonna say. But now we live in real time. And if something happens and you don't respond to it right away or you don't have a really good story to fix it, you find yourself in trouble. So the first thing I wanna share with you is how we lean into a brand truth. So what's a brand truth? It's something that we know to be true. So for example, raise of hands. How many of you guys said, okay, we're gonna get together with friends and watch something on Netflix and then you spend like a half an hour trying to decide what you're gonna watch? That is a brand truth. So you know what Netflix did? They said, okay, what we need to do is we need to help people discover what they like. We need to say, this is a situation that a lot of people face. They told a story of discovery. They told a story of recommendations. So they try to help you find a way to solve a problem that is a brand truth that you face. Several years ago, I got asked to write a speech for a prime minister, a prime minister who I've never met. I don't know what's his tone, what's his style, what are the policy things I should talk about. And they said, you need to write his speech and he wants to write this speech for the World Economic Forum. Can you write this speech by tomorrow? And I'm like, I have no idea how to do that. And I said, well, what does he want to say? What does he want to talk about? And I said, okay, in order for me to write this speech, what would I want to hear? What do I want to hear if I was sitting in the audience listening to that prime minister deliver the speech and then it actually came pretty quickly after that. It's not a matter of what we say, but where we say it. So we are in the day trading of attention. So you need to put your story or your message where your audience is. Is your audience spending time on Bloomberg? Are they spending their time on CNN? Are they spending their time on Instagram? Are they spending their time on Twitter? Are they spending their time on TikTok? So the number one way to win with brand relevance is to be where your audience is spending their time. How many of you spent more time on TikTok in the last year and a half than you ever did before? Okay, how many of you are spending more time on Instagram than you did before? Like five years ago, you guys weren't on those platforms, right? And maybe five years from now, there's gonna be another platform that you will need to be spending all your time on. If your customers are on Instagram, you build stories on Instagram. If your customers are on Twitter, you go on Twitter. So of course we're talking about storytelling and everyone talks about storytelling like it's a buzzword. But brands that know how to win on storytelling are doing these three things. First, they're authentic. And what does that mean to be authentic? Because I think authenticity is something a lot of people say. It's sticking to your values. What do you say and do that's consistent? What do you say and do that's consistent internally to your employees and externally on social media? 
One of the big mistakes companies make is they spend so much time on their Instagram, on their website, on their marketing, on their advertising. They don't spend that equal amount of effort doing the same to the employees. But the employees are the brand ambassadors. The employees are the people that are talking to friends, talking to family. If something's happening with Coke or Pepsi and you want to know what's going on, you want to ask your friends that work at Coke and Pepsi. So you need to make sure that you're talking in a way that's authentic behind closed doors and in front of those doors. Agility. You have to be fast to jump on that opportunity. So right now, we're at Rise Up. There's a lot of information in the news about entrepreneurships, about startups. If you are a business or a company that cares about startups or entrepreneurship, now is the time to tell your story. You have to move fast and do it when people care. So if I am a fund and I'm looking to invest in startups, I want to make sure that I'm part of that story and be fast and be here. Make a connection. You guys are creating a connection with me right now. We are creating a connection with each other. So you are more likely to follow me on social media or reach out to me to get some communications training or ask me a question about Gary V because I know it's coming because we've created a connection. You have a connection to me now. You know me, you've met me. And so you need to make sure you're creating that connection for your business. All business is personal. Think about your own behavior. What brands do you like? And why do you like them? Is it the Nike sneakers? Is it the Apple watch? Is it a certain type of clothing you have on? You feel a connection to that brand and thus you want to wear it or represent it. We talked about connecting, we talked about authenticity, but I really want to focus on this last one, community. Working for Gary Vee, one of the biggest things that I've learned is he spends an enormous amount of time thinking about, obsessing about, laboring over community. Listening to his community, responding to his community, engaging with his community, listening to the insights into the community. Gary Vee answers every single comment himself. He's got like 9 million followers on Instagram, just Instagram. That doesn't include what he has on Twitter because he believes that this is the community that's going to serve him and that he can serve as well. So if we want to know something like, oh, we're going to launch this new project for Gary, what should we do? He's like, let's ask the community. Why are we going to sit and overthink? Is this the right strategy? Is this, do we need research? The easiest way to ask somebody what they think is to ask them directly. So go to your community. If you guys say to me, Maha, I'm not Gary Vee, I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to have that many followers, you can if you invest in building your community. Gary launched an NFT project called VFriends and the day he launched it, it sold out, everything went really well. But you know, people who followed him didn't understand what a MetaMask was or what a crypto wallet was or how to buy Ethereum or anything about NFTs but they trusted him. They were part of his community and they knew that they had invested so much time in his being with him, he was gonna give back to their community. So the, the underscore of community is really, really important. Content needs to be two things. It needs to be shareable and snackable. Again, putting yourself in your own shoes. Why do you guys retweet something or share something from Instagram to your story? It's something that moved you 
or it was something you thought was funny or something that you want to share like oh my god this is an epic video I want to share it it has to be shareable so you want to create content that people want to share the second thing is it has to be snackable and snackable is not just about popcorn but snackable basically just means easy to digest short to consume long pieces of information you need to make sure that the first few seconds of your video make or break your video the amount of time that Gary and his team spend studying the first three seconds of every video is unbelievable what does the thumbnail look like what does the copy on the video look like they scrutinize the first three seconds because they know if they don't get it in the first three seconds no one's gonna pay attention because it's not snackable and you think gosh time you know three seconds is not a lot of time like before we used to think a minute is a long is a short amount of time 10 seconds five seconds is not a lot of time we used to think five seconds was short in internet and communications world it's very 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 important because five seconds is a long time to keep somebody on your video okay couple things I want to talk about and creating content or stories how do you be platform agnostic so depend no matter what platform you're going on I want you to think about these things take your business objectives because you have to be rooted in a business objective. Don't be doing something because it's a trend or you think that's what everyone else is doing. Are we trying to acquire customers? Are we trying to get them to download an app? Are we trying to get them to buy something? Are we asking them to follow a cause? What is your objective? Is it to inform? Is it to influence? Is it to educate? Is it to uh, fix a problem? You have to know what your business objectives are. Second, find the best media mix. You don't need to be on every platform. You don't need to be creating content or telling stories everywhere. Some people love podcasts. I don't like doing YouTube videos, but I love voice. I love audio. So I found the media mix that works for me is podcasts. For somebody else, they like to write. So they blog. For somebody else, they like taking pictures. So find the application or the media mix that's right for you. Third, don't spend time and money on a platform where you feel your audience is not going to be and don't be afraid to pivot. I'm going to put my money here. Don't keep going down the wrong path. If you find it's not working, if you feel you've given enough time, if you feel you've given it the proper attention, you have to shift gears. And then delivers your objectives with the best return on investment. Really thinking about what it is that you can do to make sure that you're growing your business, your community and your platform. So when I started working with Gary, one of the things that they talked about obsessively was culture. And I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean to be part of culture? What does it mean to be culturally relevant? And they said it's really thinking about listening to the conversation. So instead of waking up thinking, okay, I'm gonna create content around one, two, or three, they listen. They're like, this is what people are talking about. This is what people care about. This is what people are tuning into. They care about the environment, they care about sports. Listen to what the people are paying attention to. Then try to figure out how can you add value in that story? Like, okay, I see everybody's talking about this and here's where I can insert myself into this story. You have to be yourself. You can't just be jumping into something because it's a trend. And then how do you be relevant once you've identified this is the message this is what I culturally think is relevant, and this is how I'm gonna be a part of it. Culture is driven by listening. 
How many of you guys say you spend time reading comments and listening to what other people are doing on the internet? How, many, how much time do you really spend listening? How many of you guys have gone to, on to like twitter.com slash search? Okay, the biggest tip you guys can walk away from today is twitter.com slash search. Do you know why? Because that tells you what people are talking about. Same for Instagram. If you guys get on Instagram, you can search topics. And that's how you know what culture is surfacing around. Not just around your feed, but around your business. Be obsessed with relevance. So when I actually was talking about coming here today, I was like, I really want to talk about storytelling. And the storytellers sometimes see like they're the same, the same influencer doing the same thing. Show empathy. If you're a company and you created a problem, you have to come out and show empathy for the other side. And I think that's what humanizes brands and makes them more approachable. I put authenticity in every single thing. So a lot of people, this is supposed to be gifts, but it's not loading because of the connection. Um, they want to go viral. They're like, how do I get a viral video? How do I lean into culture and storytelling by getting a viral video? The best, the, you know, the definition of virus, which we all know sadly from COVID, is you can't control it. You can't control what rises to the top? Who how did we know Gangnam Style, this Korean artist, was going to be a very popular song? How did we know Narcos, which is in Spanish, was going to be a popular TV show? How did we know Squid Games, which is from Korea, is going to be something that everybody's obsessed with watching? Did you guys hear when Nagib said that he binged it all night? He stayed up all night. He, started, he watched the first episode at like 11 p.m. and had a flight the next morning. He stayed up all night watching it. So. What goes virus, the definition of virus is we can't control it. It's what people like, it's what people shared, which is why it goes viral. So there's three things that I think make content go viral. First, a tastemaker sparks it. So a tastemaker is somebody who is famous, who a lot of people follow, who happens to share it, and then it just starts to bubble out from there. So usually, if you were to do a history of Google searches, you will find that somebody sparked a trend somewhere that split it off. I think, I was trying to think what was the video that went viral that Britney Spears had like shared something like 15 years ago and then that kind of tended to spark the trend. Community spread it. So you know we talked a lot about community, community, community. Imagine Gary has like 200,000 people that just follow him on Discord. If he puts like a message in there, they'll spread it, right? So it takes a spark but it also takes the community to spread it. It doesn't go viral unless the community thinks it's important and latches onto it. Last is this connection of like shared anticipation, like what's gonna happen next? What is going to happen next with this piece of information? I'm talking about all the kinds of silly challenges, the Kiki challenge that Drake did to any of the stuff that you guys see on the internet. Is everyone wants to see, oh God, who's gonna do it next? Ice bucket challenge, all those different ones that came out. So I'm going to give you through a couple things on what makes impactful storytelling. One is you have to feel an emotional investment. You really have to feel attached to the content that you're seeing. You have to make people think. Some of the best content makes you think and ponder, how does this relate to me? How is this going to impact my life? What is it that I'm taking away from absorbing this content? Do you ask them to do something? Do you want them to take an action? Do you want them to download something? Do you want them to engage with you in a way? that causes you to change your behavior. How many of you guys have heard the term narrative? Right? Sometimes we talk about storytelling, they always talk about narrative. The narrative is the message, it's the what. 
What are you trying to say? What are you trying to empower people with? And writing copy on your Instagram is really important. The captions you write for your YouTube videos is really important. The headlines can make or break your video from being clicked or watched. There's a lot of ways to tell stories. I love telling stories through podcasts. I love to use that as a medium that works for me. You might find something different for you. These are two podcasts that I love to share. Um, a lot of parents have a hard time getting their kids to brush their teeth. And so Crest decided to create a two minute podcast. And it's an edutainment, it's education and entertainment. And during the two minutes, they do a fun uh, little like story to t keep the kids engaged so the mom can play it like on their phone. And it tells them, okay kids, start in your upper right. And then it tells a story about dinosaurs or mythical creatures or whatever. But it's a very creative way to do storytelling, to have impact and solve a problem that parents have. So they were trying to solve a problem and they also made it fun and it's entertaining. So when the kids start to listen to it, now they won't brush their teeth unless they're listening to it until they get the habit formed. The other one is Reebok. So has anybody like heard of anything Reebok has done recently? They haven't been anywhere in the news. It's Nike, it's been the Yeezys, it's been all these different brands, Adidas and Nike has, or Reebok has sort of been left behind. So they started to innovate. They're like, how can we do storytelling? The Nike shoe or the Reebok shoe, they had this aerobic shoe, was like the original kind of high top that every person wanted to have this Reebok shoe. So they said they wanted to do a podcast about urban sneakers and flipping the game and they actually tell some really in interesting stories. If you guys get a chance to download it, listen to it. We tell stories through influencers. I think one of the things I've heard a lot since I've been here is they just get a bunch of free stuff and they just post about it and they're not authentic. That, that doesn't apply to everybody. But influencers have done one thing, they have built an audience. They have been consistent in posting and that's why we follow them. We go to see what they are up to, what are they sharing. So you can be strategic in how you tell stories through your influencers and you can help them tell your story to new audiences that you haven't reached before. You can also tell stories through memes, you can do lists. Um, but the most important thing I want you guys to walk away with today is how you are a brand. I want you to think about yourself as a personal brand. Everyone's like, oh, I'm not into a personal brand. Personal branding is about self-promotion. Personal branding is about leadership. If you are an expert in something and you have expertise, you should share it. Is that photography? Is that yoga? Is that uh, diving? Is it uh, cooking? Is it baking? Is it doing uh, artwork? Is it painting? You guys, everybody here, if you have a social media account, you are a brand, whether you like it or not. And your page represents who you are, what you stand for, what you care about. If you go to my page, you will learn obviously a lot about me in terms of communications, but I also like to show like, what do I do? Like, how do I do my job with Gary Vee? How do I do my job when I go to these events? How do I do my job? And it helps teach people how to uh, see some of the efficiencies and productivities that I've been doing. Everybody here has the power to be a personal brand. It's not about self-promotion. Like I said, it's about leadership. The biggest mistake people make with their own pages is consistency. So yesterday I met a guy, I was doing a workout and he came up after me afterwards. He's like, oh, you're Mao Blanin, you work with Gary Vee. Um, 
I've been posting content, he said to me, I've been posting content for two years. And in the last month, I grew 30,000 followers. In one month. And I said, what was the difference? And he said, I posted daily. Because Gary said to post daily. So a lot of people overthink it and they're like, oh, what should I post? I don't know what to post. It doesn't look pretty. You guys, just be consistent. If you post every day on your platform of choice, your audience will grow. It's a fact. It's just how the internet works. You need to be consistent. You need to engage with your audience. You need to lean into your community. If people take the time to make a comment, take the time to reply. Take the time to appreciate it. Take the time to show them love. But consistency is the one way you will grow your pages and your platforms. Everybody has a story. I wanna know what's yours. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening today. I appreciate your time. Um, I do want to take some questions. I don't know how much time I have, but I do want to take some questions if anybody has them. Do you believe that bad publicity is actually good publicity? I can do. And how can you turn um, bad publicity into a company advantage? So first things first, if you made a mistake and you got bad publicity, come clean. I think the internet has taught us transparency is everything. There's nowhere to hide. So you have to come clean and say what the mistake you made is or what problems you made and what you're doing to correct it. The second thing is the reason why they say there's no such thing as bad publicity is because then everyone hears about you and everybody is aware of who you are because you made a mistake. So it's really up to you to take that and turn it into an advantage. I think, you know, I was here during the revolution in Egypt. I have been here for a long time. I mean, what good can we make out of change? What good can we make out of the change of COVID? You know, a lot of new businesses were created. A lot of new startups were born. Uh, now we work from home. Now we can spend more time with our families. Now we know the meaning of work-life balance. Like, we, you can definitely turn a bad situation into a good one, but only if you're agile, only if you're authentic, only if you aim to make a connection, and only if you're using empathy. Thank you. If you're building your own uh, personal uh, brand. brand, yes, and when it comes to consistency and when it comes to posting every single day about whatever that you want to share with people, I think that comes under the umbrella of creativity. And do we really have the space and, and the capacity to be able to be creative every single day? You don't need to be. You're overthinking. What if you wrote on a piece of paper a message, took a picture of that, and uploaded it? You don't need to have an editor. You don't need to have a content team. You don't need to have a filmmaker. You don't need to have a, you guys can record a podcast with your phone. All you need is a microphone on your phone and you push play and you upload. Just do it. Like, I overthink. I'm like, oh, I don't like shoddy. And I look fat. And I, I go through all of that. Like, I'm like, okay, just post. Like, sometimes I'm like, it doesn't matter. What matters is my message. What matters is my authentic. What matters is I'm really trying to add value. Okay, then boom, the rest doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. One of my friends, um, you know that notes uh, on the a Apple iPhone, there's like a notes application? Yeah. He writes notes on that and he screenshots it and he posts that. You don't need to overthink it. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, how can you research more about the, to know the, the people who actually need your service? Ask questions. So post on your Instagram or post on your Twitter or use uh, you know any of the social media platforms, your LinkedIn, 
and say, you're asking questions, put a couple surveys. Sometimes you can use a Google form and link that and ask people questions. The easiest way to find an answer is just to ask a bunch of people and people will respond. Uh, people like giving their opinion. That's not, a, that's not an issue, but just ask. And then say, listen, I'm trying to, like, I'm looking for a so-and-so. Can somebody help me in Egypt find one? I don't know what to do, who to ask. And then people give you suggestions, and then they take your thing and they share it to somebody, or they'll tag somebody. The community grows and shares. Use it. I mean, you guys are living in an age that we've never had access to information like we've ever had before. Use it. Use it and use it wisely. And really, you guys, for everyone's like, I have a private account. I, for the longest time, I had a private account on Instagram. Because like al-hasad, mish al-hasad, wulad ukhti, my sister doesn't want me to put the kids on, the, on my page. I'm like, then Gary was like, why are you doing that? I'm like, well, it's private. He's like, nothing in the internet is private. Start growing. Start building your community. And so that's anyways, all my sister's kids are all over my page. And I feel like every entrepreneur have a different background. They have a different, different journey. And they, everyone has their point of strength that somehow they, they, help, they use this point of strength to add to them being um, like uh, the, the entrepreneur, our, the leader of the company. So how do you feel that your strength point of storytelling helped you run your own? Yeah, so what I did, because I'm not good at the business stuff, like till today, I've had my company since 2004. Somebody do the math, because I'm terrible at math, for example. Um, I hired someone who knows who's really good at that, who really likes to do the numbers, who really likes to do the operation stuff. Who I hired that person so to be the ying to my yang, because I'm not going to be good at everything. But if you were to ask me to do expenses and P&Ls and hiring, I'm terrible at that. Like I'll be honest with you, I'm looking to hire people. If anyone from Egypt wants to work for me, I'm hiring from anywhere. But I posted on my Instagram, and then I found this woman who said she'd been following me for eight years. And she's at my company and she's like a rock star. Like everybody loves working with her. And so that's how you have to just find out what don't, talent don't you have and then go find that. I'm like, I don't have enough money. I can't afford to hire people. But if you hire people, then you can scale. And then I can spend time talking to customers, bringing in more money, going to advise more clients. It's just that tipping point of when do you hire and when do you just sit and just try to do it yourself? You will drown and you won't succeed. I, I tried, a lot of business people tried this. Like, you have to scale. It's just a matter of when is the best time to do it, where you feel you can afford it financially, and if you were to do it, and it had freed up time for you to go get more business, then you should definitely just push forward with that. Okay, they want me to stop. I'll talk to you guys one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. I'm gonna come see you. Thank you guys so much. Please tweet at me, send me comments, give me feedback. Hope to see you guys next year. Thank you.